Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, WMUA Sports is back with another episode of UMass Football Show and day four of our kickoff week. Kyle Miller here, joined as always by Sean Oldred. And for today, we're going to give out our preseason award show. We did the same thing last year. We're going to give offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, game of the year, and a whole lot more. But we're going to start it off with our offensive player of the year. I think Sean's you're going to have the same one as me here. I'm going to go out on a limb, take an educated guess and say it. But for me, it's got to be Ellis Merriweather. When he asked fans and coaches to say who the top player on this team is, 99% of them are going to say Merriweather. Garden City Community College product was one of the lone bright spots for the Minutemen last season, rushing for over 1,100 yards and five touchdowns. He's a power back in every sense of the word, but he has shown his ability to take it outside a little bit. The offense this season under Don Brown, under Steve Kasula, is going to go as far as Ellis Merriweather will take them, even more so this season. We talked to Ellis Merriweather in media. He said that he talked to Coach Kasula, and he's going to have even a more expanded role in the offense. Now he's going to get passes out of the backfield. Sean, I want to see who you have here, but I got to take a guess and say it's going to be Ellis Merriweather. Yeah, it's also Ellis Merriweather. He's the best player on this football team, hands down. You know, he offers so much to this team, not only, you know, being a physical runner with the ball, he's a great blocking running back. He's not afraid to mix it up with anybody. I mean, he's just a massive human being at, you know, standing 6'2", 225. He's he's everything you want out of, you know, your best running back. So he's going to be, like you mentioned, everything you said was pretty much spot on. So, you know, he'll take this offense as far as they can go. Um, so I think one of my favorite Ellis Merriweather stats though, you know, that maybe, you know, everyone knows about him rushing for over a thousand yards and all that, but he had 218 consecutive carries last year without any fumbles. That's impressive. Ball security is job security. And Ellis Merriweather is very, very good at that. So excited to see what Ellis can do this year. I really think he's a guy that will rush for over a thousand yards again this year. Um, I, I really would like to see. I'm excited to see where he lines up with the rest of college football because I really think there's a world where Ellis Merriweather leads all of college football in rushing yards this year. Yeah, he's going to be getting a lot of carries, a lot of catches out the backfield. We're looking forward to see it. But Sean, we talked about the offensive side of the ball. We got to talk about the defense. Who is your defensive player of the year for this Minutemen team? So this one was tough. I thought about this one a lot. I really went back and forth between a lot of guys. I landed on Marcus Cushney. I think he's going to be my defensive player of the year this year. He offers so much to this UMass team. You know, you kind of look at his stats. You know, he was at Florida State last year. He was at Alabama A&M before that. And maybe didn't play as much as, you know, some of the other guys. Doesn't have that same level of experience on the field. But he's been playing college football now for four years. He will be a leader on this team. He'll be somebody, I think, that just knows how to play the right way. Um you know, he played really well against UMass last year. Um, he had a sack and a half and a couple of TFLs. I really think he's somebody that leads this defense. There's a young group on defense. The defensive line in particular is pretty young. Um, guys like Marcus Bradley. But Marcus Cushney is somebody I think definitely look out for. He's lightning quick off the ball. Um, he's going to offer a lot to this team this year. I'm really excited to see him uh, out there on Saturday and see him play for the rest of the season. 
For me, I was going back and forth. I was thinking maybe somebody in the secondary, someone like Josh Wallace, he's someone that stood out to me. Jalen Mackey coming in. He's going to be a difference maker. I did take a Marcus, but I didn't take Marcus Cushney. I took Marcus Bradley. He is one of the best prospects to come to UMass in a long time. I just want to set the stage, give a little backstory of Bradley. He was the four-star prospect out of high school. He was the star recruit of Vanderbilt and enrolled early as part of Clark Leah's first recruiting class. The biggest thing, though, Bradley wasn't recruited by Leah. He was recruited by Derek Mason, the coach before Leah. Bradley committed two days before Mason was fired. Leah cited disciplinary issues as the reason for his lack of playing time, and Bradley moved on to greener pastures here at Amherst. This is a huge get for the Minutemen long-term. He's going to be here for multiple seasons, clogging up lanes, going after quarterbacks, but he's a player who's going to be right now. He's going to be a menace rushing the quarterback all season. Even though he's a redshirt freshman, it's not going to stop him from dominating offensive linemen. I am cannot wait to see what he brings to the table. We're all going to see it pretty soon on Saturday. But with that, we move on to our transfer of the year. And for me, He's coming from the big house, George Johnson, coming from Michigan. This is his first chance to be a wide receiver, really, at the college level. He was used as a defensive back at Michigan and actually played quarterback in high school, but Johnson is going to thrive as a wide receiver. He has blazing speed and is dangerous in the open field, and he's a perfect complement to what Ellis Merriweather brings with his power game. We talked a lot about how Ellis Merriweather is going to have an expanded role in the offense, but... There's still got to be another running back or wide receiver who's going to catch passes out those quick little check down routes. And that's what Johnson's going to be. He's going to bring so many different dimensions to this team because he can do it all. He has the experience of playing quarterback, defensive back, wide receiver. So he just knows how to play the game of football. And that's so valuable to a team. Sean, who do you have as your transfer of the year? George Johnson's a great pick. Somebody I thought about a lot as well. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. I'm going to pick Tyler Rudolph. Rudolph is going to be the starting free safety for the Minutemen on Saturday. He'll be, I think, a focal point of this defense. Um, Playing that free safety role has a lot of responsibility, and he's a guy I'm really looking to step up. He had a lot of talent coming out of high school. He was highly ranked. 24-7 sports had him as a four-star. ESPN had him as a three-star. He didn't get a whole lot of playing time at Penn State. He was here you know, kind of on and off. He was playing special teams a lot. He appeared in a few games, but nothing, you know, of substance, really. He comes into UMass kind of having that experience from playing at Power 5, going up against a good offense um, every single day that James Franklin coached. I'm really, really excited to see what Tyler Rudolph does in this defense. I think the combination of him and Don Brown is really exciting. This is where Don Brown thrives, I think, is bringing in these guys who are maybe undervalued at other schools um, on the defense side of the ball in particular brings them in, gives them playing time, and you can really watch them kind of grow into the player that everyone projected they would be at one point. So this is somebody, I Rudolph is somebody, so, so much talent. He was the number three recruit in all of Connecticut, and it's another good job by this coaching staff, a guy who left the area to go and play high-level college football, was unsatisfied where he was. They bring him back, you know, kind of in the area, back home to New England, and now he's going to have a Really, really big role on this mass defense. So Tyler Rudolph, definitely a name to look out for for the Minutemen this year. I think what you said with Tyler Rudolph, it's very indicative of how this kind of coaching staff has been recruiting players. You see a lot of these guys coming from power five schools, 
big time programs who haven't got the chances that they've that they thought they were going to get, whether that be for one reason or another, whether it be injuries, talented rooms. It's just one way or the other. They haven't got the opportunity. But Brown and them have said, hey, you want a chance to play? We're going to put you in. We're going to put you in right here and it's going to be sink or swim. And that's how you get players. That's how you start to build a culture, getting guys saying, hey, these guys are all kind of overlooked. They're going to play with a chip on their shoulder. That's how you start building a program, building a culture up together. But, Sean, I'm going to take it back to you here. Who do you have as your breakout player of the year? Breakout player of the year is tough. There's a lot of guys that you could go with here because there's a lot of these guys, I think, that didn't get playing time somewhere else. But I'm going to go with somebody you already mentioned um, during the show, I'm going to go with George Johnson. I think he's primed to break out. He's somebody we watched all of those spring practices and he was torching guys left and right against a really, really good UMass secondary. So I think George Johnson is somebody that he's going to do everything for the minimum. I think he'll return kicks. He's going to, you know, I think he'll be their wide receiver one this year, just in terms of receptions and targets. Um, just because they can use him in so many different ways. You're going to see him in motion a lot on Saturday, I bet. You're going to see him split out wide. You're going to see him in the slot. And I wouldn't be shocked if you see him in the backfield at some point as well. So he kind of offers all these different dimensions for Steve Kasula to use. And I just think that there's nobody else in this roster that's kind of offers that same skill set that George Johnson does at the moment. He's really, really good. He went to Michigan and just wasn't able to find the right role there. Don Brown knew this. He knew how talented he was. I think Steve Casula knew how talented this guy was, and they speak so highly of him too as a leader on this team. I just really feel that he's a guy that I want to look out for this year. He's going to break out. He's going to have a huge season for UMass, and I expect him to get a lot, a lot of targets on Saturday. Yeah, if I didn't have George Johnson as my transfer of the year, I think I would have him here. But I didn't want to do any repeats. I want everybody to share the love, as many players talking about as possible. But I'm actually not going to go with a transfer. I'm going to go with somebody who was inside the team last year, and that's going to be Anuma DK. The wide receiver room is looking for someone that can stand out and be the number one option. And DK can really be that guy. Last season, he only had 14 catches for 130 yards. He started the last eight games of the season. He brings great sides to the position at 6'5". And he's a player where, hey, if you're running on a on a fly route right down the field, you're going to throw it up to him against a smaller, smaller defensive back. He's going to go get it. That's what Partridge wants to see out of a lot of his guys. He talked about DK, Mike Fitzgerald, two guys that bring a lot of size to the position. DK also in spring practice. He had a very up and down in the spring. There were times where he looked like he would take that step, and there are also times where he kind of looked like he needed another year. But if he can put it all together and if he could turn those flashes into something a little more substantial, a little more consistent, the sky is really the limit for Anuma DK. But moving on, we have our game of the year. And thinking about it, I was going to have UConn. I was thinking about UConn here, but I wanted to take an alternative approach because when you think of game of the year, you think of what the best game is, what the best matchup is, knockout, drag out affair. But for me, the game of the year for this Minutemen team is a game where the team can come together. The team can finally get that win under Don Brown in front of the fans. Everyone's having a good time. And you look at Stony Brook. That's the game that I picked as the game of the year. I know that's kind of a hot take. I'm not saying that this game is going to be close. I kind of expect UMass to kind of steamroll over Stony Brook. 
But that's kind of the point. When's the last time that UMass has steamrolled an opponent that hasn't had to grind out a win? And when you're looking at Stony Brook, this is a team that you can do that for. And that's how you bring hype around a program. If you want to get some of the casual laps fans that maybe haven't been looking at UMass this past couple of years, and you say, hey, they beat the out of Stony Brook. That's pretty nuts. I'm going to check out to see what they can do for the rest of the season. Sean, I'm pretty sure you got a different game. I kind of went outside the box with my pick. Who do you have for your game of the year? I'm really glad you went outside the box there. That's a, a great pick by you. Um, such an important game for the program. So I'm going to go with maybe a little more obvious one here. Yeah. I'm going with UConn. Two yeah. programs, you know, that are building from the ground up. They're both on ground zero right now. Both bring in exciting new coaches that have definitely brought a lot of life to the program. I don't think it can be understated on what a good job Jim Moore has done so far at UConn um, just by injecting some life into that fan base who's, you know, seemed pretty miserable last year, as UMass fans are familiar with. You know, they they brought in a lot of transfers. They brought in a lot of new guys. They, you know, have so many guys on that roster that weren't there last year, just like UMass does. And Jim Mora, you know, is he's a lot, honestly, a good comparison for Jim Mora to UMass fans is he's kind of like Frank Martin in football. He brings a lot of energy and he's known in the national media already well. So that alone will bring some energy, bring some eyes onto your program already. So I think from that standpoint, you know, Jim Morrison, a good job. Don Brown, obviously a very different kind of approach to taking over um, the UMass program. Definitely a little more even keeled and, uh, you know, not so out there like Jim Moore is. I saw an article about from ESPN the other day that Jim Moore believes that his house is haunted down in stores. So he's definitely a character. <laughs> um, not sure Don Brown is on that same level, but I think Brown's a better hire here. Brown makes more sense for the university. This game is going to kind of be that first test. It's who's ahead in this race right now to the top. I think in the end, that race is to a bowl game. Who's going to get to a bowl game first? Is it going to be UConn or is it going to be UMass? So this will be the first real chance to see, you know, who's leading that race. And UConn, you know, they're going to be frustrated. They lost that game last year. Um, it was close. It was in Amherst. Now they go, UMass has got to go down there to the rent to play this year. Game's on a Friday night, too. Friday night lights, you know, there's something a little special about that, too. I think there'll be a ton of energy around that game. Even if both teams aren't having great seasons, people will be excited for that game because of the rivalry. Because it's a prime time, I think the game's going to be on CBS Sports. You know, there's a lot of juice around that game already, and they'll get some national attention um, with that rivalry. So really, really excited to see that game, predicting that UMass does win that one, especially with some UConn injuries now. But really, really excited to see that one. Um, so that'd be my game of the year for this year. Friday Night Light. Somebody got to call Kyle Chandler, get him down there to stores for that game. But we're moving on. Everyone talks about who the best player is, who's the best on offense, who's the best on defense. Sometimes you just want to watch a good game. And with that, you want to watch the best player doing what he does best and someone who is just fun to watch, someone who can get your attention as soon as he steps on the field. Sean, who is that player to you? Who is the player who is just the most fun to watch on this UMass team? I mean... I'm I'm gonna go outside of the box a little more. More I'm not gonna go with the obvious choice in Ellis Merriweather. Um, I'm gonna go with Josiah Johnson. Josiah Johnson's a guy that's one of my favorite players in this team. 
Johnson does everything for UMass and is a guy I think that can definitely play on the next level. He blocks incredibly well for a tight end. And he's just, he finds ways to get open. He knows how to find open space and get the ball. He's going to be whoever is playing quarterback on Saturday and whoever's playing quarterback for the rest of the season. They're going to like throwing the ball Josiah Johnson. He's a huge target. 35. And he's got a lot of experience. He's been, you know, Josiah Johnson this year. I think he's kind of primed also for a breakout season, um, you know, that we see finally with the receptions, the touchdown catches in the yards that maybe necessarily haven't shown up the last few years, but definitely a guy to look forward to for this year. Um, so that would be my pick. Yeah. Josiah Johnson is a very good pick. He's someone that you're always going to want to watch at the red zone because he's always just going to be a factor. I didn't go with Ellis Merriweather. I took another player on the offense. And that's going to be one Zamar Wise, someone who I think should be quarterback one. We said that in another episode. I'm going to digress before I get too much into it. But whether Wise is named the starting quarterback or not, a player with this much athleticism, player with this much kind of versatility, he's 100% going to be on the field. Wise last season only attempted nine passes, converting six of them for 22 yards. But he was mostly used as a wildcat quarterback, rushing for 136 yards and a touchdown on 35 carries. I don't know what Walt Bell was thinking by not playing this guy more. He should have. This guy can do it all. And as we saw in spring practices, he can throw the rock. He can sling it. I mean, he's not going to be that downhill threat that you that kind of you expect out of your traditional quarterback, but he's going to do a lot of different things for this offense. He has shown that he has game-breaking ability. Someone like a Lamar Jackson where he could dominate using his feet and using his arm. I can't wait to see what he can do. I'm ready for that fake handoff to Ellis. He makes a little shift move, make a defender touch earth and run it down for the touchdown. He's just, he's just very exciting to watch even in small burst last season. So to have kind of hopefully a more expanded role in this offense, it's just fun to watch. Like I said, it's textbook definition of somebody who's fun to watch, but moving on, we have our last award so far our special teams player of the year, because you can't forget about special teams. It's a third of the game. So Sean, who do you have as your special teams player of the year? I think that's well said, you know, definitely, you know, if you watch, you know, we're Patriots fans, third of the game as Belichick always says. So, you know, there's a few guys here. And I think it's important that we actually talk about these guys right now. So Cameron Carson's going to be their place kicker this year. You know, CJ Coladizzi was the punter last year. It's going to be him or Riley Moore. They're both listed um, together in the depth chart that came out yesterday. Um, kick returner is going to be Greg Disrosers. Um, definitely somebody to watch out for. He's crazy, crazy fast with Isaac Ross also back there. And George Johnson and Isaac Ross will return punts. So a lot of guys you can pick right here. I'm going to go with Cam Carson. I really think having a kicker who can make field goals consistently from 30 plus yards out you know, will be the game changer for UMass this year. I'm really hoping that Carson's that guy. Um, he kicked pretty well during spring ball for the most part. Granted, a lot of that practicing was inside, um, inside the bubble. But I really think this is a year that he hopefully hopefully breaks out. Um, and if you have a guy that can start making, you know, field goals from all over the place, that, you know, can really, really help an offense that, uh, you know, has struggled the last few years. So I'm going to go with Cam Carson. He'll be my pick for special teams player of the year. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Cameron Carson, very solid season last year. 8 of 11 on field goals, 22 of 24 on PATs. He's going to build on that. And 
you need a kicker like that who's just consistent with points because we saw last year when you have an offense that struggles the ability to just kick the ball get some life into the offense just get some points on the board it has a great effect on the entire team so i got cameron carson with you but with that we are going to close out our preseason award show we're going to be back postseason to see our postseason awards and see how we match up but that's looking far ahead tomorrow the day you've all been waiting for the last day of kickoff weekend it is a big one our breakdown of the minutemen's first game of the year going up against Tulane I can't wait Sean can't wait we've been chomping at the bits and that is going to be it for this episode thank you all for tuning in tune in tomorrow check out the past episodes that we've done on kickoff week and as always take it easy <laughs>